Welcome to episode 61 of the Average Joe's MMA show. Jeff Shanahan, David Van Boglen, and Ryan Dempsey. Gentlemen, how's it going? 420, baby. Yes. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Ryan? Yeah, and actually in Canada, we can celebrate a little bit more as well this uh, this year around because last week the bill was put into movement to legalize in Canada. So, congratulations. Got them. Wow. I, I left mine in the car. You guys are so far advanced than us. No shit. Unbelievable. Michigan's still stuck in the Stone Ages. Yeah, but we have a hippie leader, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, well, our. We, <laughs> we we make the law that says it's legal if you have a card here in the state, and then they still put you in jail for it. Right. I don't get it. Jesus. Unbelievable. Well, you got to arrest somebody, right? No. Not really. You don't have to. <laughs> hey, there's, hey. There's hey. plenty of other people out there to arrest. <laughs> well, I know uh, uh, Dave, you would put something on Facebook there a couple weeks ago about like all the people have been arrested and sentenced to jail for weed. Yeah. And their sentences are longer than, like, child rapists. Exactly. How a fucking... Unbe- it's oh unbelievable. 15 years for a bag of fucking weed. 15 years. Fucking horseshit. It's so unbelievable. I can't... I, uh, it's ridiculous. And, and the places around here that we have that are just, you know, they're trying to sell it to people that hold cards. They're doing it all legit. It's all legal up to the law of the state. And they're shutting them down because... Why? Because they want that money. <sighs> yep. They want the money. They want to confiscate the product so that they can turn around and put it back on the streets. I don't like it. I, you're <laughs> preaching to the choir on that one, brother. I don't like it. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I think it sucks. Fuck we met. That's our local pieces of shit that do that stuff. Fucking stuck a gun in my face. Fucking bastards. <laughs> I was like, anyone that sticks a gun in my face is going to get shot. Yeah. Thankfully, I don't carry. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah. This is what happens. This is what happens. Ryan, what's going on with you, man? Oh, man, just working like an idiot these days right now, really. Just plugging away, picking up extra shifts and as much as I can for the family. But it's about it, man. I'm just... Just keep on going. I've uh, I remember you said you have you still have Sundays off. So you can still watch. You can go late into the fucking night to watch the fights now on Saturday nights. Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I'm enjoying the new schedule a little bit there because I do. Yeah, I get the the Sundays off now, so it's nice to be able to stay up a bit later and watch the cards. Yeah, you can watch them as they happen <clears throat> instead of watching replays. Yeah, exactly. And which is really nice too on the. The other night, and to introduce my mom to the wonderful world of Mighty Mouse. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. That's right. That was was that her first like first time sitting down watching a fight like that? Uh... Yeah, I think if the, if she watched anything else, she probably would have watched UFC like seven or eight on VHS when I would have uh, rented it from the video store way back in the day. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's probably the only last time. So probably like 
first time in 20 years that she's actually watched uh, watched MMA of, of any kind. Wow. Well, what she you think? She won't. She won't be coming back for another round. <laughs> <laughs> Not well, her thing. Her, her uh, money mouse is an actual mouse that wears a cape. Okay, that's, no, that's all right. No more fight nights with mom. No. No. Fight nights with mom. Done. <laughs> <laughs> did you have warm beer? I did. Good. It was very. It was very enjoyable. <sighs> So do you just like? And it's not. It's not warm. It's room temperature. That's warm. The difference. That's warm, man. To us, that's warm. If it's not fucking, do if you, it doesn't freeze your hand when you pick it up, it's warm. Do you just go? Do you purposely like when you go to the store to buy beer, get the ones that aren't in the cooler? Oh yeah. So you I don't mean, like when you go to, if I go get the case and they're like, oh, you just grab it off the you go to the fridge. I'm like, yeah, but this one's here and it's ready to go. And so yeah, then. Like, then you got to take it home and get it warmed up a bit. And, so, yeah, see, the, the warmed up. Warm. <laughs> you drink warm beer. When it's cold, it has to be warmed up. But when it's when it's good to be drank, it's no longer being warmed. It's not huh. room temperature. Right, it's, it's already warm. <laughs> That's just so wrong. Yeah, but what about, like, in the summer and shit when it's already hot in the store and so your beer, oh, no. the, the beer stores are like, like minus thirty year round. That's not our minus thirty. Or no, we, definitely they'd not. Be dead. Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. <our laughs> yeah, you, you guys work with Fahrenheit, not Celsius. That's yeah. right. They would be. They would be definitely dead at that point. <laughs> Icicles are frozen or whatever the fuck. <laughs> the booze would explode. <laughs> it would. Oh, there'd be a mess everywhere. But yeah, you drink warm beer. It's fine. It's all right. Get a buzz off it still. It does its yeah, job. It gets the job done, right? What about what about that intro music this week? What a pick was that? Yeah. For 420, the loonies, I got five on it. Come on, Can't man. Go wrong. That's a throwback from the fucking back of the day. Mid-90s. Great, great music. It was a good pick. It was a good pick. I was half expecting you to sneak in uh, Afro Man because I got high for some reason. I don't know why. Well, when it was originally going to be my pick, I, I had a few different things in mind, but then schedules fucked that up, so we 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 keep pressing. We on. do what we usually do, and we adjust on the fly. Dave pulled it out. He 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 I got a good one. He hooked me up for my holiday, so got a good one. It's a good jam. That's a great song. I used to love that song, and I don't. It just it immediately came to me because I I. For the whole time, I wasn't thinking of music for me. wasn't thinking of it. Just didn't. I, I thought either Ryan was going to do the intro or it was going to be Jeff anyway. And, and Jeff said, you got a song for the week? I was like, no, I thought it was Ryan's. He said, no, he's going to do the outro. I said, oh, well then for 420, let's do this. And it just it just popped out. He flipped it on us. He wanted the intro originally. And then... Yeah. Yeah. I was sitting at home last night. I thought, you know what? It's it, you know your day so you guys should have the right to take it it's right you're, you're too kind sir he's way too nice for this shit <laughs> <laughs> so we uh can't help it. it's the canadian in me there you go we as we're recording this now have already posted it but we uh we mm. did an interview today with with kyle Steele from loudmouth mma oh what a solid dude yeah that solid was dude. that was a really fun interview uh once again big thank you to kyle yeah Thank you to Blake again for hooking, who, that up. Who, for hooking us up with Kyle. It was, it, it, listen to it. 
Just listen yeah, to it. It was a lot it of fun. We did about an hour with him. We talked a lot of different stuff, a lot of MMA, a lot of other stuff too, just life in general and some, you know, uh, wrestling, a little religion here and there, technology. I mean, we just we went off the charts, we man. Were, we went like 15, 20 minutes with Kyle before we started recording, went down some rabbit holes. Yeah, we did. So <laughs> Some stuff that we wanted to just keep for us. Right, know? yeah, it was uh, fun. Like what Jeff and uh, Ryan and I do before we start recording, just the stuff that we keep for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Kyle was a good time. It was really, really fun having him on. He'll definitely be back, and we'll do some more work with. Oh yeah. Crossing over with the Joes and. I'm excited to be with that connection, man, because yeah. they've got they've got a great audience. They've got great people over there. We've got a great audience. We got great people here. It just makes sense that we work together and expand both of us, both of our products, and. It's fun working with people who are both passionate and intelligent and put on great stuff like that. And he's and those guys over there are definitely doing that. And they work hard just like we work hard and you know, just it makes sense that we that we hook up and uh, and have a lot of fun. Yeah. If you're not taking these suggestions, if you're listening to our show and enjoy what we do and we enjoy these podcasts that we recommend to you, yeah. Take advantage of that. Definitely. Show some love. Absolutely. Be supportive. I also like that uh, networking uh, page that we uh, that's set up now. Yeah, Blake, the community page. Oh, we talked yeah. about that quite a quite a bit towards right at the end, just before we got off. We we started talking about that, and yeah, it's amazing. We've we've made some good connections. We've got some interviews coming up next week that are going to be pretty cool. A, a great deal of stuff, if not all of it, so far in this uh, this short period of time that we this extra stuff that we're getting. A lot of it's because of that that page Absolutely. that community page you know i tried i tried a little while ago to do something uh, similar on twitter just linked a bunch of pages and bring it together nothing really came out of it blake did it and it's it's blown up twitter you know? is just it's it's great but for like a like a page like that it's a facebook's hard thing to do way. yeah facebook's way because you don't you can't really group a bunch of people together yeah. into a thing like that right. on Twitter. So I don't know why I tried it on Twitter because I'm not the Twitter guy. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, you know, it helps. I, I should have just went to Facebook because that's where I work. We get shares and stuff like that, you know, off of things we just yeah. share. But, yeah, it's a lot harder to, to network people together in large groups yeah. without trying to just at everybody and, like, hey, you talk to this person. And this and that and this one and over where, here. Yeah, where you can, with this, you know, you, with that Facebook community page, it's a lot easier to, yeah, to and make it's, connections it's, and networking. It's and easier to share bigger links and, you know, talk more. Yeah. Uh, spreads to follow, share pictures. I mean, just you can do so much more uh, content in one single post. Right. You know. See, well, and I take that and I, I, you know, look up people in the group and then I try and I go and find them. I hit, on the, hit them on Twitter. Yeah. So we have a, we have that double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. Take care of them on this end. Take care of them on that end. Yeah, exactly. And then we come back to Dempsey, make sure we got the numbers right. <laughs> Our statistician keeper of the facts. You have to include me in some way, right? We're trying. You, you are but, included. Oh, yeah, see, you don't have to. No, no, we choose to. It's technology is why you can't do these fucking <laughs> these parts of the interviews. As soon as we can get you on Skype, we can do a oh, Skype conference no. call, and you can talk with oh, the guests. Oh God, yes, yeah, that'd be easy. Yeah, I've been cake. looking into the uh, to just getting a new uh, new iPad altogether. I think. Uh, make sure you get the insurance plan. Yes, because everything you touch explodes, <laughs> and, and your kids That's have. That's true. My phone still works. Okay. Barely. 
Barely. <laughs> Believe me, yeah, brother. I shouldn't, actually, I shouldn't say that because, like, mid mid sentence time, guarantees just starts smoldering in my hand. It's, oh, shit. it's already done that. It's cut off many nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. The fact yeah, that we're that was before I, I had Wi-Fi. You know, now that I'm in the 21st century, finally. That's true. He no, was. Yeah, Wi-Fi that Wi-Fi is cut off too, man. That's true. You know, don't don't take none of that for granted because you you've got the touch. It's better, but you yeah. know that 80s song. You've got the touch. <laughs> you've got the touch. You've got the death touch, brother. <laughs> The DDT lives on. DDT, Dempsey Death Touch. But yeah, yeah canceled one fight and uh, and a whole iPad. So far, you've canceled it. So far, so far. <laughs> the day is young. <laughs> as long as AKA is around, right? I'm guaranteed to cancel a bunch more. Oh my God, yes. The two of you working together. Fuck me. <laughs> We're unstoppable. Fuck me. But yeah, we should explain to our audience, you know, why. Like some of the bonus stuff Ryan hasn't been able to, so that they don't think we're just excluding him because we're assholes. Right, 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 right. We just well, that's what I've been telling everyone. Yeah, of course yeah, you have, because yeah. you got to spin. You've got to spin <laughs> things, and I naturally <laughs> am the asshole. I come on, so it's, it's easy to push it on me. Ryan says, "I come on their show. I bring him all these stats and these numbers. I bring him all these guests. And what do they do as soon as they get a little call? They kick me off. You make John think that." I'm going to be all pissed off at him because he likes Tyron Woodley and he's not going to be able to listen to the show anymore. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Dick. That's what he gets, though, for trying to you know promote a picture of Ty- uh, Tyron Woodley on the uh, on our page. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But I was trying to be a courteous person because I don't know John personally. Yeah. And I don't want him to think that I'm really an asshole. I mean, I am an well, asshole, <laughs> but I don't want him to think that I'm an asshole. No, but we're more kind or... Yeah, well, to our and, listeners. I mean, know. I'll be an asshole to you. Yeah, it's different. You're not, well, you are a listener, but who cares? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the way that we're set up currently, we have Ryan on your laptop on Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And we do a lot of the Skype stuff off of my iPad, but even if we were doing it on your laptop, Ryan would not be able to hear the guest. Exactly. The guest would not be able to right. hear Ryan. Yeah, not until we get Ryan hooked into Skype. And we've tried, and things just aren't working out yet, but we're taking steps, and he's taking steps to get that yep. remedied. And as soon as he does, he'll be on there, part too. part of the process. And uh, yeah, as soon as that happens, we'll have Ryan. Ryan can be there, too. Talk everything to the guest we've too. done has, has come in steps. We've, we've never just uh, gone out and... and, and been all for you know everything at once we've always we've done small mic to new mics we've done facebook messenger to skype we've yeah. it's always gone in steps so we just need another step and you know we'll get ryan in there and he'll be able to come along and fuck up some interviews and uh we'll have fun with that best. you know <laughs> well tuesday was like that was the first show that you and i have done when yeah. we weren't sitting in the same room together ever i yeah. mean you've done a couple of the shows with ryan when i couldn't be there or yep. whatever but um yeah that's the first time we've done a show where we weren't sitting yeah. together in the same room i just i had an idea where it was like you know we're paying this host for unlimited space we're only putting out you know like mostly for the for the bulk of the the stuff, one show a week. Yeah, and we have this technology where we don't have to be necessarily in the same room doing the the major shows every single day. We could theoretically just tie in and use Skype and just right. record extra stuff during the week. Get used to putting out more than one piece of content. 
and getting more, you know, not necessarily saturating it with the show every day because we don't want to overload them with, with stuff, you right. know, and have them get, right, right. We don't want people to get sick of listening to it. But at the same time, if we're too few and far in between, and it's only once a week, they might lose, you know, lose that that interest of saying, oh, I don't want to wait another week. So that gives them something else in between there to kind of nibble on, you know, a little appetizer. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that was like the idea of what we started with the with the fight nights was just more yep. content. Yeah. And you know, and that we we do you know once a month or once every couple of weeks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, just just more things we've learned from be, seeing the other podcasts. Yeah. Loaded Joe's, Loaded Joe's, and Loudmouth put out a lot of content. Yeah. And. The more content, the the more listeners you can build, the more everything. Yeah. And it's just, it's a great idea. Yeah, so I figure, you know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be a, a set day. It could be a Monday. It could be a Tuesday. It could be a Sunday. It could yeah. be whenever. Whenever we have time, we could sit down and just do an hour. And it could be, you know, once uh, I've been looking up stuff to put on your iPad, you could call Dempsey and just do an hour and record it and then send me the file and I'll post it. Yeah. I'll rip it and, you know, I'll, I'll edit it and post it. It could be, I could call you. We could be all three of us. It could be just one of us. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The beauty of having this stuff is that, uh, you know, we can do so much more than uh, than just the one thing. And that's just, like I said before, it's the evolution of us is we're not, you know, now we're, we're branching out and doing more than one. That's beautiful. It's great, and it, it was a lot of fun doing that one too. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, was it was fucking awesome. That was fun. It was a different. It was a change of pace. It was different, and I did it from my couch. Yeah, you can hear my shitty dryer in the background <laughs> if you listen carefully. <laughs> there is a a lot of squeaks that yeah. come from my shitty dryer that I didn't even realize was on. But <laughs> yeah, just sitting on my couch. I had fucking Dana White looking for a fight playing on my TV while I had the volume down, just kind of there to look up at or something and just had my iPad on my lap and my headphones on and we had a conversation. Yeah, that's great. I came out here and just plugged in my laptop, bing, bing, couple little plugins and that was it. And I sat here and uh, recorded for an hour. Yeah. I have nothing. And I wanted to make, and when I was telling Jeff about this, I was like, huh, you know, I want to make a point. It's, this is not a show. That's why I named it Not a Podcast yeah, Podcast. I love that name. And I said, this is not, uh, we're not doing another show. We're just, we're just sitting down and letting the conversation flow as it will. Think of it as the stuff that happens before the mic turns on on Thursdays. That's the kind of stuff that I want to put on on uh, during the you know earlier during the week. So I think it went well. I don't know if you got the chance to listen to it, Ryan, but if you didn't uh, um, have a listen, I don't know if you guys got to listen to it. If you didn't have a listen, it's just it's a lot of fun. If you did, give us some feedback. And on that's it. another thing too. Let us know what you think. I liked of... it. There's my feedback. Thank you. But yeah, you're welcome, listeners. Give us some feedback on some of this bonus content we're putting out for you. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, what we could do better. We're just trying to make. Throwing but, stuff to the wall, see what sticks. Yeah, we're just trying to make things for you. Yeah, that's a lot of fun to do, and uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. So, yeah. Let's talk some fights. Yes. Last Saturday night from Kansas City, Missouri, Demetrius Johnson picked up a f- performance of the night with his submission in round three over Wilson Hayes. Utter domination. Oh, wow. Picked Utter. Apart. 18 wow. strikes in three rounds for Wilson Race. We were watching when we were watching it during the show, and uh, I had the live stats up, and I was like, "Guys, Wilson only landed four strikes that round." Yeah, you heard. <laughs> <so much. laughs> it was it was 
the the head movement from Demetrius Johnson, the the strikes from Johnson, the the speed of everything from Demetrius Johnson was just so far above Wilson Hayes that night. Yeah. Just everything everything about him was so far advanced and so much better. Every, that's the story of Demetrius Johnson versus everybody. Mostly, <laughs> yeah. most of the time, yeah. But um, in the end of, I mean, when you when you look at the end of this fight, Wilson Hayes is a world champion Brazilian jiu-jitsu black yeah, belt. He's an amazing. He's he'd never been submitted. And what happens? He got submitted. He got armbarred of all things. Not just submitted, but there's a reason why they don't use the armbars too much anymore. It's because it's a, a dangerous fucking spot to get in. If you don't yeah. land, if you don't finish with the armbar, you're kind of fucked. And he he went for the armbar anyway. Yep. Well, you hear he transitioned so well to get into it too. Oh, yeah. I mean, you hear it. You hear it in the fight night. Annex says something about how Wilson Hayes had never been submitted in whatever twenty some fights, and I repeated the stat, and then. Ten seconds later, he tapped. And that was it, yeah. You know, a, a perfect armbar and, and an unbelievable finish for the pound-for-pound pound king in the UFC right now who cannot sell a tick, uh, cannot sell pay-per-view to save his life. No. What do we got to do to get this guy... I don't know if there's on any... On a pay-per-view. Oh, uh, to get him on a pay-per-view? Not you just stack him on with a with a big fight. Not just on a pay-per-view, but to headline and get him paid. Because he's at the end of the show, he was like, I want to start making that, you know, that seven-figure uh, seven payday. And by fight-wise, he deserves it. He's earned it. He's put in the fucking time. But pay-per-view-wise, he, he hasn't earned it because he can't sell him. He's not going to get Connor money. And he knows he's not going to get counter money, or but he's definitely worth a million plus, regardless of his numbers. You, the dude is about to break Anderson Silva's record in his next fight for most title defenses, and will probably go down for quite a while, if not for, I think maybe possibly ever, to hold that record because nobody can hang on to a belt anymore. Yeah. Nobody can hang on to a belt, especially that long, for ten title defenses. Like, who was recently has been the the closest with that? How far is the Arfazioan? Jones and GSP are probably the closest. Yeah, but I mean, even I'm talking even yeah, John Jones. I think the most recent. Um, but I don't even think John's but John's gonna have to start over. Oh, and yeah, but yeah. I don't. But I don't even think John's like that close. Did he? I thought Jones six. was at like eight or nine. Jones is pretty close. Was he at that high? I thought he was yeah. at like six or seven. But yeah, Joanna's but getting, yeah, getting I, up there. But Joanna's only at like she's under. She's five or six. I mean, she's getting up there. No, no defenses. No three or four. Three or four. Really? I thought yeah. she was more than that. No, she's fought. She won the belt from. She won the belt. Fought from Esparza. Yeah, fought. Jessica Penny. John Jones. Or not Jessica Penny. Um, yeah. Was it Jessica Penny? Yeah, it was just yeah. Jessica Penny was the it was her first defense. Laterno. Yep, I was just saying Valerie Laterno was the other one I was trying to think of. It was uh oh uh, Claudia. Yep, Claudia and Carolina. Carolina. There was one more, I think. 
Is he eliminated for I Jones? I think this one's her fifth. I think you're right. See, there you go. I said five or six. This is her. She's at four, though. She's only at four. Here's though. Johnson. Or, excuse me, Jones. So that's when he won it. Nine. Nine. Holy shit. So John was tied, too. The Bones had, I mean, he well, was. Well, no, the Ovis St. Prue one doesn't count. Was in eight because it was interim. That was interim. So he got eight. Eight's still great. Eight's still great. Awesome. I didn't think he was that high. Yeah. But even still, we're not going to see anyone in this time. Right, but that, yeah, that was my, that was my point. 11. Yeah. And, and hard telling how, when he's going to stop or when he's going to get beaten. He could go 11, 12, 13, 14. If he, theoretically, if he chooses to, if he doesn't want to jump weights or if he doesn't want to quit or if he doesn't want to do this, if he, if he decides to continue fighting at that weight class, continue taking challengers, continue dominating, who's going to beat him? Nobody. Nobody at I 25. Mean, and nobody that we have seen at this point. No. You know, maybe there's some freak down in Brazil or somewhere else that hasn't come up yet that's got his number. Um Everybody's beatable. It just Definitely. we haven't seen the person that's going to beat him yet. No, um, but there's nobody in the division that I've seen that's beaten him. That's going to beat him now. You know, not not at uh, 25. No, I mean, if you look at his upcoming challenge or possible challengers for his next fight, it's either going to be his third fight with um, with Benavidez, Snore. It's more than likely the thing that makes the most sense is Ray Borg because it hasn't been done yet. Exactly. That's where I was going for it. But, I mean, behind that, it's, it's Juicier Formiga and, and Sergio, Sergio Pettis. But Sergio's fighting Henry Cejudo anyway. Yeah. So, if Sergio can get that win. I mean, that's huge. If Sergio gets that, but he's not ready to fight Mighty Mouse anyway. The, the fun one would have been Lineker if he could have made weight. Yeah, I still think... I honestly think that Lineker would have gotten destroyed by Demetrius. I'm looking at 1 through 15, and there's nobody there beating him. No. So. No, I mean, there's some good guys coming up. You know, Dustin Ortiz and, and Brandon Moreno are young. Ian McCall could have been a good fight. The best chance at beating him left the organization, and that was where Gucci. Yeah. Gucci looked good in Ryzen. Uh, like, I mean, Demetrius, he, bro, he could, he could set this – Set the bar so high with championship wins. Definitely, that, you know we nobody will never see anybody come close to it. And I don't even know if if Horiguchi could have beaten him, but I think it would have been the best possible fight available sure. at that point. Sure, yeah, especially yeah. the way that that first one ended. And Horiguchi has has grown a lot as a fighter since that loss. Yeah, like he has put oh, in a definitely. lot it was of work. It was young then, wasn't it? Very he? young. You know, I, I I don't remember a specific age, but mm. I, I don't mean young as an age. Well, he's necessarily. only six now. I, I mean, think, young so. in age, but he was young in his career. Right. Is, is more along the lines of what I mean. He was he was still uh, finding himself and learning his strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. as a young fighter would do. Um, I think he would fare a lot better. Would he beat him? Probably not, but he would fare a lot better than he did the first time around. The fight to make is the Borg fight, definitely. Yeah, that's- um, I don't know if Borg has something coming up or not. I uh, I, I feel like we've looked this up. He just fought, didn't he just fight? Yeah, I yeah. feel like I say I feel like we looked this up and he didn't have he anything coming up. Formiga. 
back in, in March. March yeah, he, beat, right. he beat he uh, beat Juicy A. He's been meeting, and then he fought in December against Louis Smoka. That's the fight. That's the next fight. It really is. Unless they're going to give it to Benavides, which God, I hope not. Oh God, please don't do that. Please don't do that. I don't need to see that again. No. No. Borg deserves a uh, someone someone new deserves a shot at it. Might as well throw Borg up there. That's just uh, just the way I see it anyway. Um at this point they might as well just do like a two on one fight and just hope for the best and maybe they can have him get stuffed. Demetrius Johnson the most dominant champion of all time? I don't know um So far oh god. It's hard for me for me to pick between him and Anderson. So, uh, because they're so, it's. I can't. I. I can't give it to Anderson, but I don't. I I don't know if he's the most dominant. I mean, he currently is definitely. Um, but. I don't know. I don't. Anderson's wins over some of the guys he fought were. Uh, but somewhere, what the holy shit? Yeah, like when he kicked yeah, like me towards against Talos Latus and Damian Maya were like even terrible. Even the Mark yeah. fight was garbage. There, there were some fights oh, yeah. with you know Demetrius had to take uh, to the last few seconds to finally beat oh, a definitely. guy. Definitely, but know, I mean, it, Demetrius didn't have completely dominating fights on no, all of his no, fights. He's he's not been knocking people, but I mean, like even when when Anderson. Like the Damian Maya fight, that a lot of it he didn't do much. Like Demetrius didn't get hit by people, but he did think you know he he would either take him down to the ground and dominate on the ground. Didn't finish people, but was very controlling. Wasn't just a lay and pray. I'm more of a style uh, than anything with Anderson being a counter puncher. Then you look at George St. Pierre, who's a who's a wrestler, lay and pray guy. Yeah, Demetrius, but that's what I mean. Demetrius is not a lay um, and pray like GSP was. I think I think a better term for it would be um, the best all around champion I've ever seen. He's got more all around skill, striking, wrestling, jujitsu, this and that than any fighter than any champion I've ever seen. Uh, going to st- when, we're t- when I talk about that, I mean the best of the best. You talk about the guys like yeah. GSP uh, and Anderson and the guys that have held belts, held a world title for more than five or six or seven defenses. Right. And John, even when you talk about John Jones, I think Demetrius has a more, uh, far more open uh, uh, skill set than Jones. Jones is. Maybe the dominant, most dominant fighter too. That's that's you who know? I was going for. Just Maybe based the most on dominant like, champion because of who he fought. Of the talent that he fought, nobody fought harder talent than John Jones. No, um, and mm-hmm. uh, for for championship victories, nobody. If you look at that top to bottom. He fought all stars. He fought pro bowlers. He fought hall of famers. He fought, he fought guys. Some of them, yeah, and mutilated guys that other people wouldn't even come close to touching. And he did it successfully. How many times in a row? Yeah, look you what he, I mean. Look what he did to Shogun. Who did? So who did he win? The, he got the belt from Shogun. Shogun yeah. yeah, he won and the belt from Shogun. He destroyed him. And he was only 23, Three. 22, 23 at the time, yeah. right? And Shogun was a grizzled vet of many, many wars. Yeah, Shogun. I mean, if you didn't watch Pride, 
and didn't know about Shogun coming in to the UFC or really had no idea, you didn't get a real good experience because of his first fight. He came up way short against Forrest Griffin when yeah. he had no business. Yeah. Like, Forrest was being tossed to him as a sacrificial lamb and choked him out. Yeah. But then Shogun kind of went on a tear there, obviously, and won the belt. But. I was a big Shogun fan back mm-hmm. then, but when Rich and I, my brother-in-law Rick Cerritos, when we were when I was staying over there for a while, and Rich and I were watching uh, John Jones come up, and I think it was, um, I think Rich and I were both, you know, Team Shogun during that fight. It was like, there's no way this young this young kid's got it all. He's got the the speed. He's got the length, surely. He's got the skill, you know, we, he had just come off, I think he was like one or two fights, might have been two fights removed from the up and down elbows before he got the title shot. I think he was two fights removed from that uh, Hamill ordeal, Jones was, before he got the title shot. Yeah. Let me just take, I'll take a look here in a sec. I thought, I thought after the loss, I thought he, oh no, I think he won a, won a fight and was named in a more contender. I think yeah, right. he was one or two fights well, removed from that. because he got the title shot because Rashad got hurt. Right. Rashad was supposed to have it, and then he got hurt, and John stepped in. But I think you're right. It wasn't far removed from that. No. So it was right about that time that uh, um, I was standing with Rich, and we were watching. We were watching uh, John come up, and we were watching this kid. But we didn't think that he had it at the time. We didn't think that he had enough experience to beat a guy like Shogun at that time. Mm. We just, you know, we didn't. We didn't see that. Yeah, he was about three, three, four fights removed from the Hamill deal. Yeah, because he KO'd Bader. That's right. He KO'd Bader and Vladimir yeah. Matyshenko and then choked out Ryan Bader. Or Vera. I'm sorry. Vera, Matyshenko, then Bader. But if you look, but uh, to Jeff's point of, of most dominant fighter, if you look at the guys that John Jones has beaten, Shogun, Rampage, Machida, Rashad, Belfort, Son, and Gus, uh, Gus, Teixeira, Cormier. What the fuck, man? Yeah. That's that's the best of the fucking best. He didn't beat... And if beat... you think about the closest he ever got to losing, he had to not train for the fight, and he still was able to, to pull yeah. it out at the end. He was out doing cocaine, fucking whores, and... Driving around in, in sports cars and, and whatever the hell else, drinking and staying up for three days straight, eating whatever, and he came in and still won. Yeah. You know what? And he didn't beat a Benavidez twice. He didn't beat a this guy twice. He didn't beat a Dodson twice. You know, he, right. he beat different uh, different contender every single time. He beat the, the top dude that they had to put up against him every single time. No repeat fights, no this, no that. Different challenger. That's the kind of the difference there. And at that time, though, and that was the, that was the toughest weight class. Oh, yes. Especially when he won. For about three won, years, two, three years there. Yeah, when he won the title and coming yeah. when he was coming through, that was, a, that was the shark tank. 205 was the shit. It was the best uh, yeah. in the business. So I mean, go through... Even some of the guys that he beat coming up. Um, Jake O'Brien. Yeah, say Bonner. Jake O'Brien. When he beat uh, Jake O'Brien, that was a big win at the time That for was him. the one yeah. uh, for us, particularly when we took notice of John Jones. The Stefan Bonner one put him on my radar because I, uh, of who Stefan Bonner was. Yeah. You know, but, right. but the, the Jake O'Brien one was the one that makes you take notice because Bonner was already at, in 2009 on the downward spiral. 
Yeah. That Jake O'Brien one, um, I think I think you and I were in the same room, but you and I didn't even know each other. Because I was watching that Jake O'Brien, that UFC 100 at that Chad dude's house. In... I wasn't there. Oh, okay. Nope, I wasn't there for 100. I watched it somewhere else. But there were, I think there were a couple of fights where, I like was there for, where you and I were there. I was there for two Lesnar fights. Yeah, I, was, I think it was Lesnar and Kane I was Therefore, I was there for uh, 100, and then I was there for Lesnar Kane. Yeah, but I didn't know anyone there. I only, only person I knew there was David uh, Everett and Spoon. Is that his name? Chad. Oh yeah, Spoons. Yeah, Chad. I didn't really even know him that well. Anyway, uh, kind of get off the point, but um, <laughs> as we do, Jeff and I were. I didn't even know Jeff at the time, but we were like in the same garage they were playing beer pong or something and uh i was just sitting down watching the fights because i told everett everett i'll come and fucking watch him with you but um i'm kind of like i don't want to socialize with anyone behind me i'm just gonna sit and watch the fight i hope you understand that he's like oh we're gonna go party we're gonna drink i'm like i'm not gonna fucking drink and so i put a chair right in front of the tv and i sat there and i just watched everybody behind me was partying and i'm dead center watching the tv the whole time and everyone would come check on me i'm like leave me alone Leave me alone, Everett. He's like, man, but we can, you know, I go play, we'll double on some pink, we'll doubles on some beer pong. You and I will take out David. And I was like, go the fuck away, Everett. I'm trying to watch the fight. And that's all I wanted to do. And he, you know, and uh, that's why I only went over there a couple times. Because yeah. it was, it's it, hard, it's hard for me to, you know, dig in and not watch the fight. So. I understand. I, I understand. But I, I could have swore, um, we had talked about it one time way back and I was like we, we might have been in the same room yep. just didn't know who the fuck we were Lesnar and Kane so uh, but most dominant champion probably Jones um Anderson definitely for me deserves a, a to talk about it GSP probably deserves to talk about it but so does Demetrius oh definitely Demetrius, Demetrius is deserves up there, to man. talk about it I think his reign I mean obviously he's gonna go down Unless Ray Borg or whoever pulls off something, yeah. something crazy happens because it just doesn't seem like anybody's on that level. There's some things working against Demetrius Johnson for that, and um, I think they are as follows: the flyweight division is a young division relative to the other divisions in the UFC. Yeah, um, the it's. It doesn't have the depth in terms of the fact that he's had to fight repeat fighters a few times. Um, um, Sometimes the extremely smaller, lighter weight guys don't get the respect that they deserve from the casual fans. That's why those three things in there is what I think are the three things working against Demetrius Johnson. Well, with the repeat fighters, yes, but like guys like Benavidez and Dotson, he, I mean, him and Dotson fought for the the title initially, yeah. so that's just kind of shows the strength of like John to be able to work his way back up. I, like Kyle <laughs> said earlier tonight, though, if you take DJ out of the equation, those guys beat the fuck out of each other, and that yeah. belt changes hands because there, there are a lot of tough fighters in that no, division. I agree. But Demetrius is just head and shoulders above everybody. I had and he uh, makes everybody else look terrible. I had uh, Scott, a uh, friend of the show and friend of mine, Scott Owens, had posted, um, and Dale, Dale and Scott were talking about this, and they had posted on Scott's page about they were <coughs> defending 
uh, Mighty Mouse, how dominant he is and how exciting he is to watch and how, you know, some people would rather watch a roided up freak like Belfort or whoever they said and, and they don't give Mighty Mouse the chance. And a friend of theirs, Ken, had posted about, you know, it's because, you know, he's too small as this and that. And I had to go and correct this Ken person a little bit. I didn't want to get too uh, dickish with them, but I had to go and correct him. I said, look, man, it doesn't matter the size. It doesn't matter this. I said, if you watch for skill, if you know what you're looking for, if you watch for a true flight, I said, the flight fans know what the re- who the real uh, best champion in the game, the pound-for-pound pound king is right now, and that's why they're watching Demetrius mm-hmm. Johnson. Uh, Ryan, if, if there was no Demetrius Johnson right now, who do you think would be a top that flyweight division? Uh, I would probably say Benavidez or Dodson. If Dodson hadn't jumped up to 135 because of uh, Money Mouse. Yeah, because he wasn't going to get another title shot. Yeah, well, and if, even if he did, he knew what was going to happen. Right. Well, I'll say, yeah, we'll say Dodson is still hanging around the flyweights. Um, yeah, I think that's, I don't know, yeah, I think Dodson... He's shown a lot. He just, like, well, like you guys have said, he's just unfortunate to be in an era of a guy who's just leaps and bounds better than everyone else. Yeah. I think, I think if, uh, Dotson would be the champion if, if Demetrius wasn't around. I think Dotson could beat Benavides. I think Dotson beats Benavides too. I think Dotson is probably the most talented, uh, flyaway to come out of there since, you know, aside from Demetrius. If if he was still down, and I tell you what, man, Dodson's got a hell of a fight coming up, and we're gonna talk about that yeah. in a few uh, later on tonight. Uh, but given that that if there's no DJ, I think Dodson, I think the magician runs that division for a while. But you know what, uh, Borg could run up and beat Dodson in a fight, no problem. Borg after a couple fights could lose that to Formiga, mm-hmm. no problem. And then you could see Timmy Elliott, who's been on a, who's been on a little bit of a run. He could he could come up and he could beat Cejudo. You never know. Definitely. And then he could take that title for a little bit. It's just like Kyle said that division could flip flop around with no DJ. Yep. And I firmly agree that with that. You know, look how well Tim Elliott did against DJ, a relative unknown, uh, who came in off <clears throat> pretty short notice, I believe. Yeah. And he did quite well. He he held up. He held up his end of the bargain. He got a beat, but you know, he still did quite well. Well, I mean, and look at and Moreno. I'm looking forward oh, yeah, to Moreno dude, coming up here. That's my boy. You know, Moreno's got all of the all of the ground game to really challenge uh, DJ. Is he going to beat him? Probably not. not. But he's got uh, he's got a hell of a jujitsu uh, game. Yeah. He's dangerous, you know, dangerous on the ground. Extremely uh, dangerous. But yeah, I mean, look at how badly Demetrius beat beat up Henry Cejudo and how bad he beat yeah. the shit out of uh, Benavides in the last fight. Yeah. But then the two of them fought, and it was a fucking war. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, think about also like that Cejudo won, uh, but lost. DJ fought Vagatinov. Uh, Vagatinov was taking EPO. EPO. And Johnson managed to have a better gas tank than than, than that. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. He's a, he's just a, he's a freak. Like, there's no way that you can take EPO and get tired, and the other guy's clean, and he's like running miles around you. Yep. You see the after the after show that uh, uh, Dana White did the interview and said, "I heard Dem- Demetrius Johnson came out of the cage, and the first thing he said to his his head coach was, 
Coach, what did I do wrong in there? I need to know what I did wrong so I can be better next time. Mm-hmm. That's he, that's a champion. He, talk, he talked about that. Like Demetrius himself was talking about that with uh, Megan O'Leary, which is it's got to be kind of weird for her to talk to Demetrius when her boyfriend's Joseph yeah. Benavides, and she just talks about how much better he gets every fight. And it's yeah. like, you know, your boyfriend's never getting that title. I'd love for him to just turn around. DJ's too nice to say it, but it's like your man's never getting this bitch. Yeah, they just walk off. They just fucking walk off with that. Yeah. Demetrius can't be a heel. No, he can't. He just can't. I know he can't. He doesn't have to be. Fuck no, him. No, fuck it. Be, be you, man. Be you. Don't fucking force it. But whoever Demetrius Johnson faces, is there anyone right now that you would pick to beat him? No. Ryan? I stopped. Uh, at 125, no. But if they, un- unless no. Garbrandt's true to his word that he can make 125, I might give Garbrandt that chance. I, th- so, I think if Garbrandt went to 125, I still think Demetrius beats him because I think Garbrandt would not look nearly. He would be dead. If it's 135, Garbrandt would probably kill Demetrius. Well, flyweight, though, we're talking just a flyweight. Exactly. I pick nobody. Yeah. Let's go to your girl. Oh, God. What a co-main event. Oh, this was awesome. Oh, God. Rose Namajunas picks up the sub with the rear naked choke on Michelle Watterson. If you, Second round. If you value your hearing in your ears, <laughs> turn down the volume while listening to this fight during the fight night <laughs> oh, show. Oh, we popped so hard. Because we fucking popped. Yeah, thanks for the warning about that one, by the way, Jeff. You're welcome, oh, man. Because I felt bad. Like, it popped on, like, it hurt, it popped on us. So. Yeah. I mean, all three of us popped our mics. I mean, it wasn't just one of us hit the fucking top. All three of us, oh! I mean, she we fucking hit it. the shit out of her. That fucking high kick in her body. Her, her head snapped and her body folded in half and she was fucking done. That was awesome. Rose is awesome. God, yeah, Rose, Rose looked impressive. She she just continues to show growth. And she's picking up the title shot because of it. She's going to get the winner of Ioana and Andrade. But, man, I love Rose. I'm excited for her. But at the same time... I know she's not ready to fight Joanna yet. Like she just, she's got the skills, but she just doesn't have that level yet to get. She's to missing Ioana. something. I don't even know if she's just missing something or doesn't it doesn't have it entirely. I just think Joanna is just. She's just got more. Oh, okay. Okay. Like Rose, Rose is phenomenal on the ground, and and I think that could be the spot she could give Joanna trouble. It's just on the feet that. Scares me with Rose going against you. Yeah, getting close enough to get her down. Yeah, yeah. And we got a long, long, long time to break that down because Joanna doesn't even fight for yeah until next well, month. Well, you know but... what? Waterson's a great striker. I mean, she she's is. no, she's no Joanna. No. I'm not, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just saying that uh, Waterson came in as a as a pretty good striker, you know, a pretty heavy striker, and Rose whooped her ass. Yeah, on the feet, down on the ground, she did everything. It's it's it, okay. Look at Watterson's face at the at the plus oh, fight. She oh, for sure, smashed her. The striking, I think Rose could do okay because she can keep distance. 
The thing is, is that Rose likes to play the clinch game. Mm-hmm. She loves the clinch against the cage. You do not no, want to no, no. go oh, into a God, clinch no. game with Joanna. Absolutely you're not. You're going to get no. your face beat off. Yeah, you're going to be done. And that's I th- where my fear is. I think Joanna's probably got a little bit of reach on her, too. I don't know how I much. So. I'd have to look it up. But if I remember right, looking last time, I think it's a couple inches, which in Joanna inches, she utilizes that reach so well. That's more like four or five inches for her and because size, she's so dominant. Size, strength, and power. Like, Michelle Watterson's a really good striker, but let's remember she's also a natural atom weight. Yeah. Yes. She only moved up because UFC doesn't because have it. Because they don't have it. Yeah. And she's done well. She's been successful at 115, but Rose is like a natural 115er. She don't, she don't cut a lot. Right. Joanna is a big 115. Yeah, she is. I mean, there's I, there's no comparison between anyone in Joanna at 115 right now. It's just you try to fight try to fight strikers so that when you have to fight the champion striker, you mm-hmm. know, you have a little bit of a little yeah. bit of uh uh experience behind you, but and her striking was on point. I mean, obviously she outstruck Michelle Watterson. She kicked her in the face and knocked her down. What did you see with that big uh that big kick, Ryan? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. The second she landed, I didn't pop as, as much as you guys did because uh, I didn't want to wake all the kids uh, and all that stuff. So fair enough. I uh, had to kind of like, you know bite my tongue a little bit, but when she landed that kick, I was I jumped out of my seat. I was like, "Oh, here we go!" And I thought that it was a knockout win. I thought it was too. Uh, I thought I, the I thought I the give kick was a lot that... of credit to Waters, the Waterson for uh, for like continuing on as best she could there until until Rose finished the deal. I thought the kick was it too. I thought it was done. I thought so too. You know, I didn't think that that uh, she was going to be able to continue afterwards. Um, that was just a, such a perfectly timed kick, and it's not like it was just a single shot. She was uh, Watterson was getting her ass handed to her before that kick. It was just that kick at the end of. Uh, I think she. I think she landed a couple strikes, uh, a little quick combo, and then bang, hit that kick. Game over. Yeah. I could have swore she was going to be finished by it, but Rose jumps on and gets the rear naked choke, and did you game see, over. Did you happen to see the uh, picture Michelle Watterson posted like a day or two later of her face? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's a gorgeous girl, but that did not look pretty. No, that black eye was nasty. Yeah. <laughs> nasty. Well, we better move this along here. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah, whatever. We're long-winded. Who cares? It's our show. We do what the fuck we want. Whatever. Uh, surprise of the night, possibly. Uh, Robert oh, wow. Whitaker picks up performance of the night for sure with a huge KO win over Jacare. Wow. Brutal stoppage. Weird stoppage, though. Like, yeah. not not saying that it wasn't deserved to have yeah. been stopped, but if it was going when the moment it was stopped was really weird. Okay, yeah. Like, if he was going to stop it, he could have stopped it. Earlier, I thought it was should have been before, like seconds before. Yeah, yeah. Because Jacare was like at the time when he called it off, had got him off of him and into a safer position. Yeah. And then he waved it off. It was it was just a weird stoppage. But I mean, he was he was done. He was he was already done bleeding yeah. out the mouth. Right. Those there was plenty of time before that he could have stopped it. And he wasn't exactly with it anymore. His no. eyes were were dancing and glassed over and you know he was he was definitely done it was uh, like you said it wasn't a bad call it no, wasn't no, a no. bad stop not a bad stop it's just weird timing uh, of just, it just uh, it, it was late i think it was late Ish. not 
I'm not talking about 10 seconds, you know, holding in a submission late. I'm not talking about 10 strikes right. too late. Just a little late. It was it, right, like three I was, seconds. Like I was saying, if you were going to stop it, why wouldn't you have stopped it when he was eating fists? That's not when, when he got himself into a position to to, to continue the fight. Just kind of weird. Yeah, just kind of weird. weird stoppage. Jacare losing this. Did anyone see this coming? There At were all? people. I mean, really? But yeah, wow. nah, none of us did. I couldn't imagine this. You know, the Gator losing that one. No. I th- I figured he would, but I, I I gotta stop sleeping on Robert Whitaker. Bobby Knuckles is no joke, man. The stats on this fight really get me. Thirteen strikes, only nine significant, one takedown for Jock Ray the entire fight. They didn't give him the submission attempt credit. Dominated. Yeah. Dominated. Even when uh when like when Jock Ray. <clears throat> Like had Whitaker down the way, like what, the fact that Whitaker was able to get up with, like with ease, it seemed like for mo- like most guys when you see Jockery taking them down, it's like, oh, how long is he gonna last before the submission or before he eats a couple strikes? And Whitaker was just like, nope, this is good, I'm good. I'm, Didn't like, he Whitaker roll? Yeah. Did he roll out? Did, was uh, am I might think of a different fight. No, he rolled. I think he did the roll right. The uh. I don't remember, but Whitaker was not having Whitaker was not having it last week. He was not being held down. He was not going to lose this fight. He came out with something a little bit extra in his step, and he was going to win, no matter what. He, he it was he, his night. He wanted to make a statement. Yeah. And yeah, he made a statement. He's a contender, man. He is a contender after the Brunson win and after beating Jacare, who is top three in that division who is one of the best fighters at middleweight, who could easily have been a champion if given the right opportunity. Um, One of the toughest men that you'll see in that division, bar none. And Robert Whitaker makes him look almost like an amateur. Yeah. I mean, quite frankly, Robert Whitaker is a contender in the making right now. Can you show me the rankings for 185? See where he moved up to... Number up to three. three. Moved up three spots. And Jacare drops two. Put him in there with Yoel. If Bisbee's going to fight GSP, Yoel wants to fight, give Bobby Knuckles the fight. Fuck it. I'm down. Robert Whitaker, oh, yeah, Yoel Romero. Watch that fight. Let's do it. Run that shit. Yep. Let's go. Fuck it. Um, just as a side note, Jeff, uh, did you read uh, any updates on Gegard? Uh, yeah. What? I saw Diz tweeted the other day was that, according to the source, he's got close to the situation. Uh, things are looking good. No okay. real movement, but they are in a promising position. Okay, good. Let me see if I can find the exact tweet so I don't sound like an asshole. Well, it's it's a lot. It's um, Talk MMA. At uh, Talk Diz. MMA, yep. yep. So... You can you can check that out, but uh, Diz is usually on point. Uh, we trust him here. Uh, usually his word is is pretty accurate. He doesn't just he's not one of those uh, dirt sheet kind of writers who just shares shit and makes shit up for the sake of it. Diz is a legit legit dude, and if he says that it's out there and it's it's looking good, I absolutely trust and believe yeah, him. His sources are generally very legit. Definitely. Um... He's usually breaking everything yeah. far before anybody else does. We so. typically, before the show starts, we're like, all right, we're going to go find the breaking news. Jeff goes to Diz. I go other places. Jeff usually finds the shit first. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> uh, Ryan, what would you take away from this fight, brother? Uh, I think Jock required to celebrate that eight-fight contract a little bit too much before getting in there. <clears throat> but, I mean, what they take nothing away from Whitaker in that, in that, in that fight. That performance was perfect. It set him up. I like the uh, he called out Bisbing. <clears throat> yeah, uh, that, I thought that was really uh, smart on his part because Bisbing ducked a fight with him, kind of, and uh, took the fight with Anderson Silva instead. Yeah, yeah, and I, like you guys said, they're like giving him Romero next. I think that's perfect. I like, I mean that that will definitely continues to propel him up because the, the way that he fought against Brunson, the way he fought now against Jockery, I just see him, I can see him just keep on climbing. Yeah, I I don't know who else to give him. I don't think Rockhold will fight him. Maybe Rockhold. I would watch that fight too. But... That's for an interim belt though, right? Yeah, everything's for an interim belt. <laughs> Everything has to be for an interim belt. Everybody needs a participation ribbon. But... I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Robert Whitaker's got a couple of promising fights ahead of him, either one. Anybody in that the top two of the division. Uh, oh, God, this fight was shit. We don't even fuck this. Goddamn Jeremy Stevens and Hanato uh, Muicano, that fight sucked. That fight sucked. I think it was uh, Dave that said it perfectly there at, on the fight night. When he goes, why is Stevens raising his hand after that performance? Does he actually think he won that one? That and was, pretty much sums up my thoughts perfectly. That was it. It was, uh, I don't know what Stevens we we had that night, but it wasn't the Stevens I'm used to watching. Well, and Moicano ran. That he ran too. a ton. Oh yeah, my right. god, he had his he had his wheels on. He was that's all he did is run, 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 and, and not just I'm not talking about just circling to, to get position. He was running. Yeah, he ran. It was a shit fight to start the card. It was a shit fight that ended uh, the fight before it. I mean, the, he won by decision, and it was a garbage fight, and that's about they it. They were like the two low points of the card, though, really. I mean, besides a really shitty um, referee mistake. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so that was the main card. Uh, we don't uh, – Alexander Volkov picked up yeah. a, a victory over Roy Nelson. Roy Nelson looked like shit. This fight was garbage. Let's talk about this guy. Oh, 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 baby. The debut of the fire kid, Mr. Tom Dukewa. Ryan, throw your little French accent on there. Uh, Duke and Wah. Thank you. There it is. There it is. Yeah, anytime. So I, I've That's been. When I get paid the big bucks. <laughs> <laughs> who's, who's paying you? <laughs> um, I've been telling you guys about Tom Duke and Wah for a while, you know, for a couple of months before he got signed into the UFC. He's a Bama boy, right? Yes, thanks to yes. the guys in Severe uh, and Talking Brawls for turning me on to Tom Duke and Wah a few months back from his before his last Bama, last two Bama fights, uh, going back and watching fights. I was really excited about Tom's debut, and he did not disappoint. He fought a tough, tough Patrick Williams. This guy is strong as a bull, hell yeah. of a wrestler. Um, People sleep about Patrick Williams. but Yeah, and they really shouldn't because he's a strong no. – he's a hell of a fighter. And uh, he had Tom in, in some 
some close calls. Yeah, Tom you know, during likes, the first round. Tom likes to, to to trade. He'll take shots to land shots. And I mean, Tom knocked him out at the end of the first round. Really? Yeah, yeah, he did. Got he, saved by the bell. Yeah, he knocked him out twice with some nasty elbows. Right. Um, but uh, Patrick Williams with the takedowns had him in a little bit of uh, a little bit of a position in the first round. Yeah. You know? Williams is, a, I mean, all American wrestler. Tom. Yeah. But uh, but Tom Duke and for my first real time. Uh, my first time sitting down and really watching a fight closely like that, I was absolutely impressed with what he had to offer. Uh, especially first time in the octagon, you consider the jitters, of course. Definitely. Um, and he's not fighting uh, someone that's who you just walk out and expect a victory from. Patrick Williams is tough, tough competitor. Um, and uh, how old is Duke? He's a young kid, right? 21? 22? 23? I think, okay. I think Tom's 23. Not very old at all. 23? Yeah, okay. yeah. And I mean, he's got things to work on, obviously. He, he, there, there were some some things he needs to tighten up, but the, the hate that came out on him on Twitter was ridiculous. Like, he's overhyped, and if it wasn't for Patrick Williams losing his cardio, if it wasn't for Patrick Williams throwing shots at people that weren't in the place that he was throwing and trying to put every ounce of energy behind every punch he threw... He would have had some cardio. It's not like the dude just threw one shot and he was gassed out. And he was throwing, trying to throw bombs with every shot, and Duke and Watt picked him apart. This is your first time checking out Duke and Watt, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, I was uh, going into the fight. I was actually really uh, excited to see him just because of how Jeff had talked him up. And I know that Jeff doesn't just you know, talk up a guy just because he likes him. Like Jeff, like legitimately, like likes guys that can actually get in there and fight and are not getting the credit they deserve. Uh, I loved it. I thought his performance was great for uh, for the you know. You can say that he looked like this or he looked like that, but octagon jitters are like are a legit thing. You hear everyone talking about it, and based off how he looked throughout that fight. The more the more he gets in the octagon, I can see him definitely making his way up that ladder in a short period of time. I'm looking forward to his next fight. Uh, hopefully, he gets booked something soon. Has a quick turnaround because uh, um, we need to capitalize on this. I hope they book him. I hope they do a slow build with him and don't just try to throw him in right away. They'll slow him, just throw him in with whoever. Let him, yeah. Let him get some. You know, don't don't make his next opponent a top. Ten opponent, like oh yeah, yeah, right. let definitely. Him, let him get a couple fights, climb in, get the top fifteen, do a slow build. He's only twenty three. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Don't 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 burn him out. Uh, now, is there any word if he was going to uh, be doing like the one thirty five and forty five, or is he just going to be sticking to the one division? I think right now it's just plans to stay at thirty five, but you know anything can. Change. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, right, yeah. someone could get injured and. He needs to fill a spot, and there it is. Uh, fight of the night winner, the uh, kickoff of the Fox prelims was Tim Elliott picking up the decision win over Louis Smoka. Timmy Elliott looked great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm really high on this Timmy Elliott kid. I think he's a great, great fighter. And, and I mean, 12 takedowns in the fight. I mean, he just yeah, he ragdolled Smoka. Kyle... Shout-outs again to Kyle for, yeah. for pointing out this about Smoka. You know, he's 
kind of mentally broken. Yeah, and he was right. Yeah. It's something I hadn't noticed. Uh, I hadn't really either. Uh, particularly until Kyle had mentioned it, but he's um, he gives up mentally before physically. Yeah. Just something, a uh, point I hadn't really yeah. thought about. Because he does. He, you know, he just... Uh, um, it's, it's something he said, Kyle said he needed uh, some kind of toughness coach. He needed a, coach. A, you know, he needs a shrink. Yeah. Is what he needs. It's a sports psychologist, basically. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he's looked, he's looked really different ever since that, uh, that Bram Moreno kind of like shocked him. He, he hasn't looked at the same guy. That was what yeah. I said. Kyle said it. He, he had noticed it even started before that. Wow, okay. But, yeah, the Brandon Moreno was – that was the fight that I was pointed the out to. Point. That was the fight I pointed out to as well. Ryan was was I said that since the Brian Moreno fight, he hadn't looked the same. This is what three in a row now for him yeah. with uh, Ray Borg in the middle of those. Yes, my, yeah, it's three for sure. Uh, Elliot, uh, yeah, three for him. Uh, for smoking Elliot, uh, getting, I believe his. First fight of the night. No, he's had two fight of the nights. Okay. With a Mighty Mouse well, fight. Oh, Mighty Mouse, so, yeah. Oh, no, wait. No bonus there. Oh, he got it with... Not the Ultimate Fighter. Back in 2012. That was a fight, uh, season 16 finale. Yeah. Wow. So... Holy shit. I thought maybe the Mighty Mouse fight would have got fight of the night, but I don't remember that no. card. What, what a guy. Well, Tim Elliott's uh, kind of on a resurgence after, you know, after losing quite a few and then coming back. Uh, he lost four in a row. Yep. That's why so, he was out and they got the opportunity to come back through the show. And He's coming out of a little resurgence. I like this story. Yeah. You know, hopefully he yeah. uh, <clears throat> continues on and and uh, and continues to move on. Well, he, he had said something. He, like, Tim Elliott on the show, I don't know how, how much of uh, that season you guys watched. <laughs> But Not. there was one point where <clears throat> all the guys were kind of sitting around, and Tim Elliott said, "Like you guys don't know what it's like to be in the UFC. I know what it's been like, you know, to be there and to lose it all. And I know exactly what it's going to take for me to climb that mountain and get back up." Yeah. And and he and, and he looks it. He looks like he's figured out whatever mistakes he had in his past. He's figured out how to get past them. Is he's definitely looking a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Nowadays, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching him fight yeah, again. Absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah, let's close this card out. Uh, Zach Cummings picked up the submission win over Nathan Coy in the early prelims. Now, Dave, you saw this live. I had yeah. just left my house or was leaving my house when Coy walked out. I was going to pick up Tony to come here. Uh, okay. So I only got to see the replay video and stuff that you posted. So. You talk us through this as you were watching it live. So um, it was getting deep into round one, and uh, Cummings had landed. Uh, he had. They were transitioning at the bottom, and Cummings was sneaking in a guillotine. Um, and the ref was in was not in great position. He was where 
Zach Cummings' dominant arm was choking him out. The ref was on the opposite side. So if it was if Cummings was choking him out with the right, the ref was on his left side. So he was across the body of Nathan Coy, and he was across the opposite arm of Cummings. And he didn't do anything to improve his position to find uh, to to find if Nathan Coy was going to tap out or not. Mm-hmm. And the way that the 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 scramble and the roll had happened, and the way that uh, that. The, the choke was set in. Coy didn't have Coy's hands were out in front of him. The only way he could tap was a little little tap right in front of him, and the ref was on the opposite <clears throat> side again. So Coy's trying to tap in front of him, and he can't because the ref didn't see it. By the time the ref finally moves around to see where Coy's at, Coy's unconscious, and he's been unconscious. So instead of just calling out, the ref grabs Coy's hand and picks it up old school wrestling style yep. and drops it right. and sees that he's finally unconscious and then calls it. Coy was out for probably anywhere from, depending on where you, from, from five to seven, maybe eight seconds oh. before the ref called it. He was out way too long. It was an epic fail. It really could have done some serious damage to him. Zach Cummings didn't do anything wrong. Just want to put that out there. This is not a bad thing on Cummings part, right. part at all. I, he couldn't even see if if uh, Coy was tapping or not. He couldn't feel it. It wasn't against his body. Right. It was down on the mat. Cummings did zero wrong in this at all. This was 100% the ref fucking up, and Coy's lucky he's not brain dead. Right. Yeah, you know? I say it has right. some yeah, kind yeah, of severe yeah. brain damage. It was, a, it was a really, really, really bad fuck up on the ref's part. And I was watching this going, guys- oh, my God. Have you guys seen the uh, what what uh, what Zach Cummings said uh, post fight about the holding on for uh, so long after as he did? No, no. I, no, I didn't. I didn't watch that one. Yeah, he because he came out and he said that he knew <clears throat> that the guy was out cold, but he didn't want to let it go because he's been in situations where guys have tapped out and he's let go of holds and the guy stands up and he's lost the fight because of that. And he wanted to make sure the referee was one was going to stop it. He wanted to just get up. So he said that he knew it was unconscious, but didn't but didn't want to let it go. Oh well, oh. maybe. I think if I knew the dude was out, I probably would have let go. Yeah. I don't want to. I mean, I want to win, but I don't want to kill a guy. Yeah. So maybe he does have a little bit of to take from it, but from I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, because at the end of the day, you fight until the ref tells you to stop fighting. Exactly, so again, yeah. that's it's the ref's fault. Well, it's it's all the ref's fault. He he did nothing nothing to improve his position when he had ample ample opportunity to do so. He did nothing to yeah, do he it. He didn't make the move like you said until he wanted to check the guy's arm. That was the first time he made the attempt. When when a fighter goes for a dominant choke on the right with the right arm, you go to the right hand side so you can see the choke, you can see the person tapping, you can see everything. You don't stay on the left side across two different across two whole bodies where the arm is hidden, the tap point is hidden, you don't stay there. That's just It doesn't make any sense. You no. go to where the choke is happening, you go to the dominant side. Refing 101, man. If you want to see the choke, you go where the choke is. Right. You don't stay over here, yeah. you know, just in, enjoying the view. An utter fuck up. It was, it was so bad. was a Missouri bad. State ref. It was so bad. Yeah, so what did you guys think of the card overall? Um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, love the fact that uh, we got some... Uh oh! Damn it! Hang on. I gotta figure out how to fucking disable that on my iPad. It f- fucking ugh. annoying. We'll figure it out. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Loved, uh, loved the Rose fight. Um, 
loved that we had some upsets. Whitaker in particular, uh, the Elliott fight. I give it a the whole card was was really good. I give it a solid B plus. Ryan, yeah, I echo that. Uh, <clears throat> I, uh, I'd say it's an easy uh, B plus, almost an almost an A, but not quite. I mean, it, we got a little bit of everything in there. Uh, like you said, the upset, the uh, DJ tying records, setting records, all that kind of stuff. Thoroughly entertaining, and you know, another great free card that uh, that we got. I give it a I give it a solid B plus. I think it was a, just like you guys said, Ryan. It was a, a really good free card, and we got another free card coming up. I, I don't know if I would maybe say a amazing free card, but not yeah. a good card. It's a good card. Yeah, it's got potential. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, this weekend, where's the fight from? Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville this weekend. Uh, the main event's going to be Cub Swanson taking on Artem Lobov. Not your, uh, yeah, not yeah. your, not your most high profile of main events, but no, but it could still be a good fight. I mean, doesn't really. <clears throat> it's um, it's, we were talking earlier briefly with uh, we did a brief run through with Kyle, and it's like, yeah, it, well, it could be a good fight, um, but it doesn't really gain anybody anything, you know, Cub doesn't really gain anything by beating a guy that's 14 and 12 that isn't ranked at all. And uh, if he loses to a guy that's 14 and 12 and isn't ranked at all, what the fuck? Right. You know, if if Artem wins, it's not like it's going to propel him into the top 10. I mean, he's still, at that point, he's only going to be 15 and 12. Right. You know, so... Uh, uh, Who are you picking? Cub. Cub. Cub Swanson, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Easily, yeah, Cub probably... Uh, the, the bigger question is, uh, is, does Lobov have what it takes to drag it to decision, or can Cub finish the fight? I think, I mean, that's the, the bigger issue mm. for that one. I have no idea. Um, um, are they fighting at 45 or 55? 45. I thought, I thought 45. I think that's a. I think that's a mess up on the UFC's website. It's definitely a mess up on their site, but uh, just I didn't think that. No, they're fighting at 45. That's what I Artem thought. fights at 45. That's what I thought. I didn't realize that a Cub had a five-inch reach advantage on Artem. Artem's short. He's not. He's he's an inch taller than Cub. Really? He just, he's got T-Rex arms. I thought oh, I thought Arm was just short. But no. He's just short-armed. He just got T-Rex arms, man. I'm interested to see if he's going to try that uh, dagger fist, hammer fist standing yeah. thing that he did to Ishihara. <laughs> the, I, the, so what was it? I think it was Niall McGrath. Or one of the guys on Severe called it the uh, ice pick. The ice pick? Yeah. Okay. Stabbing the ice nice. pick. Nice. Uh, I definitely got. I still got Cub. I mean, Artem's a tough dude, and he could he could finish it in a single strike. Definitely, you know he's got that strength. But you know, Cub's got the speed and precision. He could do the same damn thing. Cub's only been knocked out a couple of times, right? Once, Once I think Once, maybe, maybe. By, by Aldo. Aldo knocked yeah. him out. I think that's the only <laughs> knockout on. That his... was it. I could be wrong, but I I believe it is. Yeah. He, he's never knocked out in UFC. Oh. I don't know why I have a sneaky. 
thought that he. Oh, and maybe I'm thinking about the Edgar submission. That no, it wasn't was wasn't the Aldo fight in the UFC? I'm just saying that's the only fight he has been. Knocked no, out. okay, yeah, no, the, the Aldo is definitely the WEC. Well, this is Aldo's only one on record. Yeah. Um, I don't see. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, maybe Artem could could pull this one off. We'll see. But I definitely got Cubby uh, bringing on this one for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely going with Cub. Uh, in the co-main event, the return of Raging Al Iaquinta as he's taking on Diego Sanchez, now known as Lionheart. What the fuck? <laughs> why? What is this nonsense? Why? Why? Why do we need to keep changing names? What was wrong with Nightmare? Well, I mean, and he was the dream. Was that when he found God? I, I, he's always been one with God. Oh, okay. He just wonder what lion hearts for. Maybe he's... he has the heart of a lion. Oh, well, not really. He's <laughs> he fucking no, he, he, he almost passed out because of some edibles. And he blamed his heart disease on medical marijuana. So let's keep this is 420 day. Diego's out of his fucking mind. Diego says that he claims that his heart problems were caused by medical marijuana. Yeah. Okay. Now, if this is the case, this is going to be the first time in the history of millions of years of this planet, if you're, and if you're a religious person, 6,000 years, <laughs> but if you're, if you're a smart person, you know, it'd be millions of years, uh, uh, that nobody has ever had a heart problem because of cannabis. Nobody's ever had a heart attack because of cannabis. Nobody's ever had any, any overdose because of cannabis. Nobody's no. ever had, etc. So if Diego is right. First. If Diego is right, then Diego Sanchez is the first person ever have <laughs> heart problems because of cannabis. Now, either a million years of evolution and history is wrong, or he is. You take your pick. Diego is out of his fucking head. He, you know what he did is he ate too many Lego men and lost his fucking mind. Yep. That's what happened. <laughs> yep. Groovy, groovy fed him something because they don't they don't some people don't understand that when you smoke it THC is what you get that gets you high when you eat it it's like nano something it's, it's a completely different uh, drug that's like nine times more psychoactive than THC yeah, nine tetrahydrocannabinol yeah so he probably ate something and said this is not like smoking it oh my god I'm gonna die I have a heart attack I'm going to the hospital. My guess. My guess. Yep. Well, I mean, you hear about it all the time. People eat edibles and then they think that they're going to die. Yeah. They call 911. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm having a heart we attack. We brownies and we're going to die. We're no, definitely you're, dying. You're just too high and you're freaking yourself out, which is making your heart rate go up and you're having a panic attack. That's what he had. Yeah. That's what happened to him is he had a fucking panic attack. Chill the fuck out. You'll be fine. Go watch TV and eat some Doritos. Uh, Ryan, who do you got in this fight? Ray Janelle all day. I'm excited to see him back in there. Uh, I'm still kind of pissed off that he didn't make the New York card last year, but, you know, he's back, and hopefully he can uh, make short work at Diego and we can see him again soon. Dave? Same. Uh, I love Diego Sanchez. I've been at Diego Sanchez forever, but I know when to pick for him and I know when to pick against him, and in this instance, 
Ally Aquinta's got his number, and uh, I believe he's going to go down swinging. But Diego's going to go down to this, in this fight. Yeah, this is going to be a three-round war, I think. Al's got the power he could put Diego away. Diego's Definitely. been hit a lot. Yeah. Yeah, Diego's I, tough as nails. Though. Oh yeah, for sure. So, his chin, his chin's not getting any stronger though. No, unfortunately, that's going the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah it's been hit too many times. Uh, I got Al all day. Yeah. Uh, OSP is taking on Marcos Rogero de Lima. Uh, who did de Lima fight in his last fight? No, it was recent. He won it, didn't yep, he? Jeremy Kimball. Jeremy Kimball. By KO. I oh, think yeah. Pretty fast. <clears throat> uh, I, um, he's a KO. A salty records with these guys, though, recently. Yeah. I'm leaning towards DeLima just because OSP has been gun-shy. His last fight was god-awful. That was against uh, the one he lost to... to Ozdemir, that fight was oh, right. terrible. That was uh, one of our fight nights. Yeah, that was so bad. And both guys deserved to lose, but he was so gun-shy in that fight because of what Jimmy Manawa did to him. And I don't think he wants... I think he's going to be too respective of, of DeLima's uh, striking, and it's going to be either a really boring fight, or he's going to try to engage him, and he's going to get laid the fuck out. That's why I'm picking DeLima. By KO, I think he's going to, uh, I think the power of Delima is 73% knockout. He's definitely a knockout artist and a great striker and heavy-handed. Um, he may be the underdog in this fight, but I don't think he's really the underdog in this fight. I'm taking Delima. Ryan? Yeah. <clears throat> I got Delima kind of, not, not a lot of faith in either of these guys to get the win. Yeah. But I no. think Delima, I think Delima can, will get the, uh, Probably like a third round stoppage win. I think I, I just I'm not I haven't been impressed with OSP ever since the the John Jones fight and then and then the man won all that. Like he hasn't looked good since really he got that freak knockout win over over Shogun. And I just think I don't know, there's something not right with him. And then until I see him looking like old OSP, I I have little faith in him. No, I'm, I don't think this is going to be a great fight. It could end quickly, or it's going to be really, really bad. Really, really bad. This is an interesting-ass fight, man. And it, it is not really being talked about, but John Dotson and Eddie Weiland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. This is your fight of the night. Uh, has the potential to be. Potentially. So. Uh, there's, potential another, be? there's another fight on the prelims I think has also got a lot of potential to be the fight of the night, but we'll get there. Um, yeah. Dotson and Wyland, dude. Wyland coming off. He's on a two-fight winning streak over Frankie Signs, and uh, both by KO with Takeo Mitsugaki. He knocked out Mitsugaki back in uh, December. And Dotson, uh, who was Dotson? Dotson just he fought. Lost a, he lost to Lineker. But I thought he won that fight, too. Yeah. I did. Yeah, definitely. Whew. Oh, man. I'm leaning towards Dotson in this one. I'm leaning the opposite direction. I'm taking the, the heavier, taller, stronger Wineland. 
Yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with you, Dave. I think the the little resurgence that 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 Wineland's been on lately. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him to win this fight. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Dodson's Dodson's kind of been thrown to the wolves on his move up to 35. He's not had any sort of warm up fights at all. He's had what Lineker well, had and big, Wineland. He had a big. No, he had one more fight before that. It was. Um, what was it? He knocked out Manny Gambirian in the first round in like oh, yeah, 13 was... seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah he, that he was tired a... him. Yeah, he beat the brakes off of Manny Gambirian. Yeah, there, there was that, I suppose. But I, I still got I still got Wyland. I think Wyland is uh, too big, too strong. Um, he's going to struggle catching Dodson. Dodson's speed, notorious speed. Um is going to pose some threat, some risks, and um, maybe the one thing that does him in, but I'm still taking Wineland. Okay. Uh, Joe Lozon and Stevie Ray. Uh, Lozon. I'm picking Stevie Ray. Ryan? Is Booker T in the corner? Yes. Yeah. So will Colonel Rob Parker <laughs> and Sister Sherry. Sister. <laughs> no. <clears throat> no, I got Joel Lozano uh, winning that one. Not really much to this one. Uh, Ellenberger and that piece of shit Mike Perry. I, I think Perry is going to beat the crap out of Jake Ellenberger. I might not like him, but I'm taking Perry anyway because yeah. I think he's a better fighter. I uh, yeah, I think I think Perry's going to win the fight, but I'm going to uh, I'm picking uh, Ellenberger just to. Knock him, knock Perry the fuck out. Cool. I mean, didn't Perry get knocked out in his last fight? He did. Yeah, but it's fun to watch him get knocked. No, out. No, I know, I know. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. Oh, I, no, I, yeah, yeah. I was just asking that as a question. Oh, oh, sorry, I thought you were trying to. Okay, yeah, yeah. Joban. Oh no, he lost to Joban by decision. I thought he got knocked out. Oh, okay. well, that's right. Yep. Either okay. way, no, I wasn't trying to be combative. I was asking a question. Uh, uh, Talis Latez taking on Kyle Steele's buddies. Smiling Sam Elvey. I, I I'm picking Smiling Sam. I'm taking Smiling Sam, baby. For for Kyle, because um, I, I always pick against Sam. So for our new friend Kyle, I am taking Smiling Sam. I, I think Smiling Sam's got the shot on this one. Every time I pick against him, he fucking wins. So <laughs> maybe maybe I'll put the Dempsey death touch on him. <laughs> Bam. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna take Smiling Sam just because Jeff hates him, but if Jeff's gonna take them then you know, all the fun's gone for him to win <laughs> here's uh here's uh, this I, is I what i think jeff is uh could be fight of the night yeah number nine know, that? Yeah. dustin ortiz taking on number 10 the assassin baby brandon moreno my boy I, this is a fun fight it's a good test for brandon dustin ortiz is dangerous dangerous striker but brandon is a fucking animal on the ground Brandon's got to be careful. He His last fight, he didn't look the most impressive on the feet. So he got to really be careful to not try to turn into a slugging match with Dustin Ortiz. Who was his last fight? Um, I, um, he beat Ryan Benoit, or Benoit, by split decision. Oh, position. right, right, right. Um... I'm, I got to ride with Brandon, man. I'm staying with Brandon, brother. I think Brandon's going to get a sub. Ryan, 
Yeah, I, uh, I have uh, Moreno by submission. Rounding out the uh, the FS2 prelims, FS2 prelims, uh, Jessica Penne is taking on uh, Danielle Taylor, who is, uh, might remember beating Sohi Ham by weird decision. Yeah. Penne. Um, Danielle Taylor's tough, but I like Jessica Penne. I'm going to pick Taylor. I think, I think Taylor. Better striking. Yeah. Yeah. Striking and power. Look at those arms, man. Damn. Jessica Penne, twelve victories, Penne's almost sixty percent subs. She's a she's a tough veteran. Take her home. She's gonna take an arm home with her. All right. Yeah, I think Taylor's gonna beat Penny like a wet noodle. This is what uh, really gets me. Sixty-seven inch reach. Yeah. <laughs> to sixty. Yeah. Five inch height, six inch reach. You know. Yeah. But you know it. Reach doesn't win fights, man. Not always. Um, anything down here? Yeah. To touch on. Uh, just uh, the, de- the debut of Cindy Dandois, the battle. The cat. battle cat. Yeah, tough, tough girl from coming over from Invicta. Um, Not gonna have an easy go of it with Alexis Davis. No, it's a good test for her first UFC fight. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know much about Cindy Dandois. I've I've not seen anything about her. Uh, I've never seen any footage on her. Um, until I do, I have to go with Alexis Davis just because I do know what she can do, and she's a dangerous fighter. I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna go with Cindy Dandois. I think I watched you know I watched her fight Jessamyn Duke, which isn't a really great test, but no. I've seen a little bit of highlight footage from her. She's pretty dangerous on the ground. Uh, good striking. I think she finds a way. As long as she can get over those UFC jitters, I think she finds a way to pull off the victory in her debut. Ryan, do you have a a pick? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm taking that uh, Davis for all the reasons that uh, that Dave said. You're just picking her because she's Canadian. Oh, Canada. Got five on it, Canada. He's not. Keep going. I'll stand it. I'll stand. I'll stand it. Uh, I'll stand up. I'll put my hand over the, my heart. Come on, keep singing. That's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> I only know O Canada from going to hockey games as a child. That's and South Park. Well, I mean, I knew O Canada way before South Park, man. I've been going to hockey games since I was a little kid. Yeah, that's about all I know. I lived in our local arena because my dad did shit for the team. So I was always at games growing up. Uh, let's get into a little news before we get out of here. We've been at it for quite a while already. Yeah, let's do this. Uh, back, uh, it was a while ago, but uh, Taehyun Bang, back, I think it was the Seoul, South Korea uh, card, took on Lee of Clunts, and Bang was highly touted going into the fight, but he just looked really off, and... Um, now there's been some accusations of fight fixing. Yeah, they were uh, they were war- they were warned before they even went to the fight that. I'm sorry, not bang. It was concept that uh, fight fixing was not would not be tolerated in the UFC because I guess they had gotten UFC officials had gotten word that uh, some Korean mobsters or whatever were were setting them up uh, to throw the fight. Yeah. Um. Hundred million Bangs. won. Yeah, they took hundred million won, which is about eighty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> um, 
to throw the fight. Uh, <clears throat> who knows? But what the the bottom line we take out of this is the fact that uh, as we as the UFC ventures off into other countries like this, you're going to start seeing stuff like this because. Uh, think that's part of the reason they've had issues with japan yeah going back uh, fucking yakuza yeah because they will uh, they will definitely try to fix the fights for money for yep. sure you know um nothing has been solidified as uh as having taken place for sure these are still kind of uh early preliminary uh accusations um, one report says that he changed his mind and didn't take it and decided to fight fair. One one report says that he did take it. So we're not quite sure where this is. This is kind of the beginning of the story. Yeah, this just broke this week. So, so we're we're going to keep following this to see it's if, It's definitely you know, something, yeah, this will be a developing story and something we, we continue to talk about. A fixed fight, confirmation of a fixed fight in the UFC at, it doesn't matter if it's a uh, main event or a lower card. doesn't matter who it is. It's not good. Not good at all. No, it's a black eye. You know, because... Well, it worked wonders for boxing back in the day. Oh, uh, very much so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if UFC has any kind of, you know, they already have some issues with steroids and, and whatnot. If they start getting the issue where they're saying, yeah, so what, they got fixed fights over there? That's oh, that's going to be bad. People already think that the USC is fixed anyway. Confirmation makes it right. bad, though. You know. Right. Oh, yeah, it makes it horrible. I'm not saying that it's a good thing at all just because people already think it. I'm just saying that it's it's just more and more of a black eye to the sport. Uh, so we'll see what happens with these two. But this, you know, we posted this to the, the Facebook page. It's really early on uh, in the investigation, but... Um, what do you guys think? Well, I, it's not good. Um, I, yeah. Ryan, go ahead. Well, the, the, the story break. Sorry, yeah. The, the story breaking alone is kind of like it's it's gonna. People are already gonna make their judgments regardless if it's found to be true or false. Regardless, right? Like the thing, the thing that I saw, and I don't know where I saw, but I guess the the one guy said that he came forward with it because he was getting threats from some Korean. Mafia or Korean whoever guys, so I mean that to me when I saw that part, I think well this is definitely going to look ugly then. I I have a bad feeling this is going to come out eventually and say yeah we took money to throw the fight because uh, they threatened our lives and the lives of our family and you know like they do and um, we're going to have our first confirmation of a fixed fight in a long time in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a scary road to start going down. Yeah. It's once once the floodgates open, then it's hard to tell what's going to follow after that. Because once one person says, yeah, I did it, then, you know, maybe the next person says, all right, you know what? I did too. Sorry I did it, but I did it. fuck it. You know, it's that's just the way it happens. You know, the once the dominoes start to fall, they all start to fall. So I hope it's not true. I don't want it to be true. I want my sport to be a full, legit sport. I don't want fucking thrown fights. I already think Rumble threw his fight on purpose. That's bad enough for me. Uh, I don't think he threw it uh, necessarily because someone paid him off. I think he threw it because he's a fucking cocksucker. Uh, but this is this is even worse. So we'll see what happens. Uh, one more piece of business. 
Yeah, uh, it was announced yesterday that the uh, World Series of Fighting will now be known as the Professional Fighters League, modeled similarly with the uh, IFL, except there won't be teams. Uh, but they're going to be set to kick off their inaugural season uh, next year. Um, so basically, it's going to be the it's going to be a league, much like I said, like the IFL. But uh, they won't have teams. They're going to do a uh, have. Oh, can you scroll back up for me? Yep. Sorry. Um, it's going to have seven different weight classes. It'll run for ten months, and then they don't know which weight classes for sure, but. Uh, each fighter will compete in three regular season fights. And those with the best records will move to the playoffs and then a championship. Uh, seven tournaments. Uh, the, the champions will win $1 million purse. And then an additional $3 million will be split between the regular season and playoff competitors. And uh, there was something. Oh, they were going to. Fighters will receive a, a regular monthly check instead of just only getting paid when they fight. So it's kind of interesting. Oh, okay. It's got the potential to do something. I don't. I don't know though. It's a little. It's a little different. Uh, something a little new. Um, well, I'll. I'd like to keep an eye on it. See what happens. Um, I'm down for anything that's a little different and they like, can like, add a little bit of spice to the sport too. For sure, could be fun. Yeah, I liked the IFL. I liked the concept of yeah, it. It I was just too. the people behind it ran it. It was just terrible. poor delivery. Right. Was right. was the deal. So uh, but World Series of Fighting is no more officially. Yeah, so all of their champions are now I mean, John Fitch is retired. Uh Justin Gagey's a free agent, so who knows what's going on there. Um I They probably just all the titles just become absolved and they just start over fresh and pretty much run tournaments to see who's going to be that year. And I, it doesn't sound like if it's going to be a league like that, it sounds like they'll probably go until whoever wins the champion, wins the championship for that, that season. Yeah. And then next, then that person holds the belt until the next year's contender comes up and then they challenge them and for the title. I don't know how it's going to run. I don't know either. They didn't it's interesting. Yeah, that kind of sounds like how Bellator used to run their tournaments. It's going to be interesting yeah, to find of. out. You know, we'll see. I'll keep an eye on it, and uh, we'll we'll definitely have uh, some stuff to talk about here. Yeah. When it starts going on. Um. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up for us this week. Uh, Ryan got the outro song, so I've got it playing for you right now. I don't know if you... Yep. You can hear it? Oh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Perfect. Thank you again for that one. Yeah, no problem. Ryan, ahead, we'll, let uh, you, uh, we'll let you lead off with final thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, um, <clears throat> not to go too savvy or anything, but, uh, you know, I, I make a lot of jokes uh, about my wife, Kara, on the show. Um, but honestly, you know, love of my life... She's my every heartbeat, my every breath. And uh, this weekend we're celebrating uh, our eighth wedding anniversary. And I just want to say, you know, Kara, I love you. Thank you for being with me uh, all these years. And here's to eight more. Here's to 80 more. She's Beautiful. She's fucking awesome, Small man. Steps. You know, she's... Uh, Small steps. <laughs> baby steps. Well, 
And she's uh, she puts up with you doing this, and uh, she puts up with you probably doing a hell of a lot more. So right, you know, she's giving you two yeah, beautiful babies. No ever know. <laughs> you know, two beautiful babies she's giving you, man. Come on, she's she's awesome. And an Undertaker, she's a keeper, brother. Yes, she's well, a yeah, fucking yeah, keeper. That, she had she had to redeem herself. So, but that's the beauty of it is she knew what she had to, so she, she came back she on it. Exactly, she did it exactly. So, yep, happy anniversary to yes, you and Kara. Very much so. Dave, final thoughts? Yeah, you know what? Um, I'm excited uh, for the show. I'm excited for all the new stuff that we're doing. This is uh, this is great times to be us, man. Uh, from where we started to where we're, we're going, it's only looking up. And uh, the more people that we get on and the more people that we meet, it's just, uh, um, it really shocks me to hear from other people on their perception of us. Um, makes me feel like we're doing something right. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. I appreciate all the words, kind or otherwise, that people share with us about the show, but all we're getting is, is good feedback, and that makes me feel good, and I appreciate it. Thank you all. Well said, brother. Uh, thank you once again to Kyle for joining us tonight. It was awesome having you and looking forward to having you on again and uh, coming on to the Loudmouth podcast with you. Uh, Blake, thank you for everything and always being awesome once again and hooking us all up together. Uh, you guys continue to share things. John John Davis, thank you for sharing those photos and stuff. From uh, John was at the Kansas City Fight Night. Yeah, those so that was great really footage. Cool. Thank great you very footage. much for that, man. Uh, yeah, happy 420, everybody. Let's get the hell out of here. For David Van Bogen and Ryan Dempsey, I'm Jeff Shanahan, and we will see you guys next week for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Peace.